Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern Ned Reynolds trying to stay dry in the studio on a Thursday morning. It's the annual which team wants to hire Eric Bieniemy? It happens almost every year around this time. Teams start to pop up on the radar, radar, and you know nothing really ends up happening. Thank God. But uh, there's a new team that's interested. Is that right? You know there is, but I'm going to amend you just a little bit because it's not just uh, every year. It almost seems like it's every day. <laughs> you might remember when Southern Cal fired their coach about a month ago. Uh-huh. Hey, Eric B. Enemy's team or name, I should say, came right up there at the top of the list, and and it may again. He may be a candidate, but this time it's the Las Vegas Raiders. And B. Enemy's team, uh, B. Enemy's name, I should say, is at the top of the list. He is considered to be a top candidate to be the Raiders' new head coach. Now, how valid that is, who knows? This is the media. These are all the Twitters and the Facebooks and all that. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but all that uh, going on. So there's no confirmation or anything of that uh, nature from the enemy. But it would not surprise me because where there's smoke, there's fire. And every time his name being mentioned as a possible coach somewhere, you have to think that there is some flame. There's some definitely spark. a possibility. And he would, uh, he would be a good coach. The only problem is he'd be going in the same division against the Chiefs, and I'm not sure. He, I, I just don't know. I don't know how they I play. don't know if he'd do it, but I'll tell you right now, Eric Bieniemy, if you're listening and you become the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, you're dead to me. <laughs> I don't care what you did for my team. I don't know. I I, I, I will see. He, he also is not a stupid person, and I think he would look at the situation for what kind of world is he walking into and what he can bring and what – it might do to him, and you know what I mean. If the circumstances aren't right, and someone doesn't want to get in that involved in that organization, well, that's, that's going to be the case with any job. I think you'd have to be a lunatic to have to want to work for Davis. To be uh, honest with you, but 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 if the contract, look what Gruden had. Well, Gruden's a lunatic, but he also had a contract. I said he was a lunatic before he went. A to contract the- worth a hundred million dollars. Oh, I know. There's nothing lunacy about that. Well, <laughs> yeah, but he's still a lunatic to go work for Davis. I mean, it's just that's just my opinion, and I, I know I'm biased because I'm a Chiefs fan. But you know, it is what it is. Um, a lot of guys, actually, speaking of which, didn't get to practice yesterday. Um, you know, obviously, Clyde's out. Daryl's going to get the start um, against the Washington football team. Which did you? He listened to his press conference yesterday. No, did not. Oh my God, it was so, it was so good. It, it was really cool. You can see that he's excited to be the starter, but he was talking about how. Um, he didn't get drafted, you know, and had to watch his mom get real upset that his name didn't get called, and now he's got the chance, and he's doing it for her. I mean, I almost teared up here listening <laughs> to him say that stuff, and I wish him all the best. But you know, some, this is more than just a game to some people, and it is to, obviously for fans, but the players too. Guys like this that put in the time and the work, and just are at the cusp, and some that never get it, and he's going to get a you chance. Know, Holmes, I asked that question, that very question, to a pro athlete yesterday, a former chief, Tom Mahali, who was visiting with us here in town. I said, hey, you went from college, like all of them do, from Penn State, where it's raw, 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 go for the team, to the pro level. What is the major difference in how many of the players, not necessarily the Chiefs, but in pro football, how many are there for the paycheck, and how many are there for the team to win? And he said about 50-50. He said, you do run into a circumstance oh, where sure. you have part of your team that's, hey, I'll play, give me my money. Or the others who say, hey, let's go out there and let's really beat this team. About 50-50, and that's a, a, really in a lot of respects. That's the way you find it in all the professional mm-hmm. sports. A lot of it's me, me, I, I, I. And when you're in college, 
Hey, you're going for old Siwash. The team. Going, going back to what you said about Gruden, I wonder which side he's on. I can tell you what side he's <laughs> on. Uh, let's change the subject. Uh, good news is the rain hopefully will be out of here tomorrow, and that means the weather is looking absolutely perfect. A perfect fall day, like those fall days you remember when you played Little League football, homecoming, Missouri State. Should we be concerned about the opponent? Indiana State is a fair team. I wouldn't call them great, and the Bears should win this game. Indiana State comes in with a record of three wins, three losses, but they are one and two in the Missouri Valley Conference. The one win was their last game. They uh, defeated Western Illinois in Terre Haute, came from behind to do it 37-27. to They do have a pretty good player on their team, Anthony Thompson, who's a one-year transfer from Northern Illinois, where he was their starting quarterback. Northern Illinois is D1. They're in the MAC. So he's stepped, maybe made a half a step down to Indiana State. They played some good teams. They played Northwestern out of the Big Ten Conference, lost to them, did defeat Eastern Illinois and Eastern Kentucky, but they lost to Western Illinois. Got to stay away from those geographic games. We're not Southwest Missouri State anymore. It is Missouri State. Uh, The Bears should be able to win this game. They should be able to win all the games they play. But this one in particular, this opponent is not overly strong as such. And the Bears, if they play well, can come away with the win. They kick it off at 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon. And you're right about the conditions. Looking at the overall circumstances, temperature probably in the low 60s and the sun out. Perfect. It, that's fall. Game. Yeah, it's going to be perfect. And uh, you'll have plenty of time to go hook up with whatever fraternity you want to and party and put together your float and go through the parade before the game starts. Parade is around 9 o'clock on Saturday morning. Probably be a bit on the cool side there. But then the real parade, the parade <laughs> to the tailgate. <laughs> <laughs> well, so tonight, the trash talk ends. There can only be one. Is it going to be the Giants or the Dodgers? What's the What do the boys in Vegas say about this game? They have it pretty much an even split. You think That's so? perfectly understandable yeah, because oh yeah. they are even. Of the two teams, now they're playing in San Francisco, playing at Oracle Park. And you take a look at the seasons, 107 wins for the Giants, 106 wins for the Dodgers, and the series is tied two games apiece. Well, tonight we go to the Final Four as opposed to the Fabulous Five. We're in the Fabulous Five right now, but one of those teams gets eliminated, and then you have your final four, and that's called the championship series, then you have your final two, which is called the World Series. Okay, this is it in, in the National League. The winner will play the Atlanta Braves starting on Saturday. Who's the winner probably going to be? You know, Mike, it is utterly impossible to say. The, these teams are arch, arch rivals, dating yep. back to the days when they were the Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Giants. Well, now they're on the West Coast and have been for forever, seemingly. But the fact of the matter remains that they are arch rivals, don't like each other, and really have an intense rivalry. Who wins? Who knows? The Dodgers are probably the reigning reigning world champions, probably man for man, a slightly better team. But the Giants have been magic all year long. Nobody expected them to be here. Anything can happen. I really have to think, if you're going to put me on edge here, I really have to think the Dodgers' power may have a little bit more, but again, anything can happen. Hey, baseball is magic, and I'm going to go against you and say the Giants win tonight. <laughs> because, they, like I said, I, we talked about this, I think we're at the beginning of the series. I said, you know, there are certain teams, uh, it, like kind of what happened with the Cardinals towards the end of the season, that you can just see this magic in them. 
And the Royals had it the couple years when they went and lost, and when they went back and they won, there was just you you had a you had some pretty good players on the team, but then you just had guys that were just stepping up, and there's just this cohesion, and you can see it in the Giants, and I think that's what's going to bring them through. Key is consistency. Yes. We've talked about it time and again. That's where the Cardinals failed this year. They weren't consistent. Yeah, they had 17 straight wins. They also had a bunch of losses in the midseason. Way too many L's in the back pocket. Uh, kind of a sad note today in the sports world, and uh, let's remember him. Really hits home, too. Ray Fossey was a very good player, around for 12 years, broke in with the Cleveland Indians, and then went with the Oakland A's, and later the Seattle Mariners. I think he ended up with the Milwaukee Brewers when they were an American League team. Fossey was a good catcher, not a great catcher, but he is famous for one a specific particular instance. And uh, you're too young to remember this one, Mike, but 1970 All-Star Game at Riverfront Stadium in Cincinnati. One of the great plays in the game, memorable as it was. A base hit by a guy named Jim Hickman, who played for the New York Mets at the time. It's a base hit out in the center field. This is the All-Star Game now, when it really, really meant something uh, in terms of pride. The runner on second base, who happened to be the hometown hero for Cincinnati, Pete Rose, Came rounding third. Here comes the throw from center field. Here's the catcher, Ray Fossey. And who barrels into him? Pete Rose. And I mean, he slammed Ray Fossey into oblivion, separated his shoulder, did everything else. And Fossey, in all honesty, never really recovered. He went on to play, but never really had that spark. He was, he was I think, probably had a slight concussion. That's the mark that people remember Ray Fossey by. He passed away yesterday at the age of 74. He had been suffering for many years from cancer. And, uh, a, you know, just a really good guy. He was part of the Oakland A's broadcasting team for many mm-hmm. years before stepping down in August of this year. All right, Thursday Night Football. You know what? We, we kind of poo-pooed on the schedule, and the last several weeks have been pretty good games. Tonight, I'm not feeling the same way looking at this matchup. But at the same time, considering the track record Thursday Night Football has had, do you think the Philadelphia Eagles, the green and white surprise the world and knock Tom Brady off his mountain for a little bit? I think there's a chance that they might, yes. Philadelphia's playing better football. The, the coach, and we mentioned this before, is Nick Sirianni, a former assistant coach with the Chiefs who has in-laws who live here in town. And indeed, so you have to have a bit of a rooting interest for him. But they're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who happen to be the Super Bowl champions from last year. And they have this guy, I've forgotten his name now, Brady or something like that, a quarterback. <laughs> anyway, here That's comes uh, Tom Brady into Lincoln Financial Field at Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. And Tampa Bay is a seven-point favorite with an over-under of 52.5 in this one. Realistically, Tampa Bay should win this game. Philadelphia's coming off a victory. Came from behind, mm-hmm. beat the Carolina Panthers last uh, Sunday. That was a bit of a surprise. It happened in Charlotte. So you never can tell. This is pro football. Anything can happen. Anything probably will happen. But I think probably Tampa Bay uh, emerges in this one only because they have the Hall of Famer at QB. Don't poo-poo on the Eagles too much because That's the Chiefs. My team now. I well, I'm not, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to everybody else because we have the same record as those guys. That's right. Yeah, two and three. <laughs> Well, go Eagles. I'm rooting for your team tonight. (laughs) Ned, you have a wonderful day, sir.